Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to The 100 Report. I'm Chris. I'm Charlie. And today we are doing the next of our team breakdowns. Um, but before we do, how are you doing? You all right? Yes, great, thank you. I'm excited to start. Today is actually the first T20, T20 match between England and India. So after we record, I'm going to go re-watching that. So fingers crossed it goes better than the Test Series. Oh, I really hope so. I'm really intrigued to see how Jason Roy fares, because I really feel like, given his past form, this is going to be a big series for him. But you're right. He really, he really needs some runs, and it actually has been out in the press recently that there has been some talks with Alex Hales, so I feel like the opening batsmen are maybe a bit under pressure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and Hales has just been doing so well in the, in the short-form franchise competitions he's been doing. I mean, you can't ignore him any longer. He's literally knocking on your door. He got the golden bat in the last BBL. Yeah. He's one of the best opening batsmen in the world right now. Like, you need him in your squad. Yeah, you do, and I, I, I hope so. But you're right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to just rush through all the work I'm doing today so I can get it all done in time for the series. Um, but anyway, speaking of that, let's break down the Northern Superchargers today. Yes. So we're going to do the men's team first, and then the women's team. So we've got the coach Darren Lehman, yeah. who does follow us on social media. Hi, Darren. Um, <laughs> so we've got a bit of an Australian contingent going down the list with the international players. But let's first start with the England central contract player, which is Ben Stokes. Now, we don't need to go into Ben Stokes' stats, who he is. We said before, even your nan knows who Ben Stokes is. Yeah. Um, I mean, what a great player to have in your team to start off with. Yeah, I mean, it's Ben Stokes. I, I think he, he is one of those players like, sort of like Ian Botham or Andrew Flintoff, where... Like you, like we said, even your nan knows him. He's just he put himself on the map doing that. What the miracle of Headingley, another miracle of Headingley, and then being involved in the the run chasing in the World Cup final. It's just an astounding player, and it's like you've got two or even three players in your squad for if you get Ben Stokes. Exactly, you can use him for his bowling or not. You can use him in the opening bat further down the order whatever you want. He's fantastic. So great all-rounder to have and left-handed batsman. Um, we're then going to go to the announced captain. Now they retained Aaron Finch from last year's draft and he's a great pick in my opinion. Obviously Australian captain. Um, he's got great stats for T20. His strike rate is 152. He averages 38, which I think is quite high for an opening batsman. Yeah. Um, and he's got that, you know, experience playing in England, playing for Surrey. So he knows the conditions quite well. Um, yeah, I'm going to be, yeah, he's definitely going to open the batting. He's the captain. I think he's a great choice and, and I'm glad that they kept him. Yeah, I think it's, um, it, it's sort of strange, isn't it? Because I was sort of half expecting him to go to the Oval Invincibles, given his connection with Surrey. But obviously, Darren Lehman has taken a shine to him and went, I want, I, I want some of my Aussies over here. Yeah, I reckon he, I think he got snapped up pretty quickly. So I don't know if the Oval Invincibles even got a chance to bid for him in the first place. But um, uh, he's actually joined by um, fellow Australian Chris Lynn. Now, I know you're a big fan of Chris Lynn, Chris. And he is known for playing literally all the franchises in the world. I think we spoke last time about the fact that he was in leagues we didn't even know existed. He's got so much franchise experience. Again, he's an opening batter. Um, he is the Big Bash League's all-time run scorer. He still has that record. And he's got the record for the highest um, power play score in the IPL. 
So he is pretty explosive. Again, strike rate of 143. Um, I have no doubt they're going to open with both Australians. They've obviously got that connection as well. Oh, and do you think? Do you not think Ben Stokes is going to be an opener? I mean, given what he did in the IPL. I don't think so. I think they're going to go with Aaron Finch and Chris Lynn. Um, actually, you know, both have a higher strike rate than Ben Stokes in T20. And I think what Ben Stokes is quite good at doing, maybe at three or even four, is, um, is playing to the conditions, is being a bit more sensible. Um, uh, whereas the two openers can just go blind out there and crazy and just try and score as many boundaries as possible. Whereas I think Ben Stokes um, probably is a bit more coordinated and thinks about things a bit more. I think he'll probably be a little bit further down the line. I would definitely think they're going to open with Finch and Lynn. Yeah, um, what, what, I mean, what a top three. What a top three. I know, great, right? Um, we're going to go to the next international player. They've got Majib Al-Rahman, which he was a mystery Afghan spinner. Still only 19 years old. I feel like we've been saying he's 19 for ages. He's still 19. And he's a right arm off-break spinner. He's got a lot of variations and he's got a great um, economy rate of six for international T20s, which is great. So they retained him as well. I can totally see why a bit of mystery spin is always useful in the team. Definitely. Um, it, it's a sort of a recurring theme. A lot of people have gone for either leg spinners. In fact, um, when we spoke to uh, Ali Kantarin, he talked about the importance of having a mystery spinner, which is usually a leg spinner, especially since they've cracked down on uh, on bowlers chucking. You don't really see very many bowlers who bowl finger spin or bowl doosers these days. So with the possible exception of somebody like um, R. Ashwin or Sunil Narine, but um, that's a slightly different version. But yeah, great, great choice and very useful. Um, next up, we've got local legend. They stuck with David Willey, um, left arm seam bowler, lower order batsman, and he's also got great franchise experience. He was um, left out of the England World Cup squad, as we know, but it only took him 12 months to come back into the squad and make player of the series against, the, against Ireland in that series. So shows his determination. He's incredibly talented and again, local legend. So he knows the conditions really well. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I, I always felt he was a bit hard done by, personally. Um, he had a couple of good games in the run-up to the World Cup, um, but that left-arm angle, it's like skull dust. It's having a mystery spinner and a left-arm bowler, and that's usually, it seems like those are two things that people want to check off. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we also have another local legend who is even more exciting, I think, as a bowler. We've got Adil Rashid, who is... Again, mystery spin is an incredible white ball player. He's got a good economy rate, and sometimes he often bowls the death overs. And he's, you know, good under pressure. He's had so much experience. We we love Rash. He's amazing. So I'm super excited to see him in this squad as well. Um, Owen Morgan often trusts him with the death overs, which I always think is a huge badge of honour. If your captain gives you a spinner the last couple of overs, because. Exactly. It's usually that's when people tee off when they, they have a go at the spinners. But yeah, a great acquisition. Wow. And it'll be interesting to see him team up with Majib because yeah. I think that kind of spin attack, whether they do five balls each um, from one direction or 10 each, and it's just there's so many variations you can play. Yeah. Um, if someone's really struggling against spin, they've got, they've got a huge attack here with, with both of those guys. Um, next up, we've got Adam Live, 
who's a left-handed opening batsman. Mm -hmm. So another left-handed batsman, another opening batsman. So we can see that there is going to be competition at the top because, of course, there's only 100 balls. It might not even get to play a three or four. Um, he's the opening batsman for Yorkshire. And in 2017, his highest score in a T20, 161 of 71 balls in the T20 blast. That's weird. So, that's the only person I can think of who's actually scored a higher run than that. Uh, oh, maybe Rohit Sharma did it, but do you remember Chris Gale did it in the IPL for 170 yeah. odd? That's 161 ridiculous. in a T20. Even to have a century is almost yeah. impossible in a T20. Yeah. Um, like that's that's incredible. So he's yeah got great experience in the T20 blast, and again Yorkshire, so um, local player. Um, we have Tom Kola Cadmore. They retained him as well. He is a tall right hand opening batsman again for Yorkshire. Um, seeing another <laughs> There's going to be some disappointed batsmen with having to play it sort of three or four where you can't have everyone opening. Um, but yeah, he does really well also in the T20 blast, and his strike rate is 140. And he also has a T20 century. So there's ah, two centuries. There. He also did really well in the uh, Abu Dhabi T10. He, he was very good in that. He was regularly the top scorer. Um, and uh, TKC, I think he ended up getting called. I forget, there's an Australian commentator who, <laughs> he's the only commentator I know who commentates on cricket matches like it's, um, like it's a US football match. It's just big and shouty. <laughs> and I just remember him yelling TKC all the time. But no, he's a great Well, he'll definitely be shouting for the 100 because that is a competition that's going to be exciting for every single ball. So um, we've got Bryden Kass, uh, who's right arm fast bowler from Durham. Um, he's also in the England Lions squad. And Chris likes to compare his bowling action to Mornay Morkel. Yes, yeah, exactly. He, he, he does fit that bill. He bowls that big heavy ball, sort of going to hit the splice. I think it's good, especially in this competition. Like, like we've seen across all of it, there's, there, there are certain things that people want to fill in in their squads, and we always feel that there's something missing if they don't have these things, which is a left-arm bowler, someone like David Willey or Sam Curran or somebody like that, a mystery spinner like Majibo Rahman, Shadow Khan, anyone like that. And then also somebody who's really, really quick, um, like Kagisa Rabada. Uh, it made no surprise to me. This is, it, KG's omission last year was a real surprise to me, but it's just yeah. a big deal. But I love how you're, you're calling him KG now too. KG, yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, having, having that pace, it's so crucial. And someone like Bryden Kass, I think we're going to see a lot of him. It's great. So we've got the right, you know, right arm fast bowler. We've got left arm seam bowler, spin. They've got pretty much everything so far in terms of bowling attack. Um, they're just missing the wicketkeeper. So next up, we've got John Simpson, who is the last player to be retained from from last year. Mm -hmm. Now it's funny because we were running down our list last year of the squad, and John Simpson we definitely put down as a reserve wicketkeeper. Mm -hmm. But as far as I can see, he's the only wicketkeeper so far in this team. Uh, wicketkeeper batsman, his left-handed bat. And yeah, he plays for Middlesex, average of 24 with the bat. Um, so he could potentially be in the starting lineup, being the only wicketkeeper so far. And that is the last that they retained of the players from last year. And I am really, really surprised that they didn't continue with someone like Ben Folks. Um, 
who continues to shine, especially we've seen him recently perform for England. Alex Stewart must be so happy that finally he's been recalled into the England squad. He's been chanting about it for years, but he, he did really prove himself with the gloves. He's the most amazing goalkeeper. Um, his batting's pretty decent as well. So I'm surprised they left out Ben folks. They also let go of Richard Gleeson, David Visa, Nathan Remington, and Ed Barnard. So there's quite a few players they let go of. Yeah. Um, let's see who they replaced them with. Um, they chose Harry Brook, a young Yorkshire batter, um, strike rate of 145 in T20, so pretty good. And his last match in, in 2020 against Derbyshire, he scored 50 not out in the T20 in the middle order. So he's very promising. Um, finally, we have a middle order batsman. They've all been top top order. So middle order batsman there with Harry Brook. We have Matthew Fisher, who is a sort of, he, he bats about eight or nine, but his bowler for Yorkshire, right arm, fast, medium pace. Um, his economy rate isn't, hasn't been great the past few matches in, in 2020, but he has taken three for 35 in four overs against Leicester last season in the T20 class. So I don't know whether he would make the starting lineup for me, but it's great to have him there again, local player, young guy and um, keen to learn from, from all of the other amazing bowlers we've got in this lineup. Mm. Um, next up, we've got Colin Parkinson, slow left arm orthodox. He's obviously the twin of Matt Parkinson. Uh, he plays for Leicester and he can also bat as well. He's got a strike rate of 100 with an average of 14, but you expect that from a lower order batsman. But it's, you know, it's more important in the 100, I think, to look at the strike rate than the average because you only have 100 balls. So you know, to bowl everyone out in 100 balls, it can be done, but it's pretty unlikely. Um, so I think we really do need to concentrate more on the strike rate than the average. Um, so he's got a great strike rate. We then have Ollie Stone, who's done amazingly well so, uh, recently, as we've seen in with the England squad. Uh, he was in India, I think in the second test, and he took three for 47. So he did really, really well. Um, right arm, fast, fast paced bowler. I can totally see why they chose Ollie Stone and he normally bats around 9 or 10. So mm. he's definitely um, one to look out for in the T20 this year. And finally, we have Matthew Potts, who's a right arm medium bowler from Durham. He got three for eight in three overs end of last season, mm -hmm. beating Lancashire in the T20. So his stats are pretty good. Young bowler. Again, I don't know if he's going to get into the, to the starting 11, but um, always good to have back up there. And, and there's your lot. That's yeah. It's interesting because I I sort of always assumed after the second draft that the Manchester Originals were the one with quite a big change. But there's small changes here, but seismic in a sense because obviously we know Richard Gleeson has gone to Manchester now. But the Ben Folks wicketkeeper thing was a real surprise to me, um, and especially it brings up a lot of points about is is it important to for your wicketkeeper to save you runs or make them? Uh, because Ben Folks is definitely like a classical wicketkeeper in the sense that yeah. he's not widely regarded as that explosive batsman in the uh, Rishab Pant, Joss Butler kind of yeah. mould. But he saves, you saw during the test match, I don't think he gave away any extras uh, most of the time. He didn't. And I, I think it's a really good point, Chris. I think that in the 100, especially, it's all about saving the runs. And in fact, when we looked at last year's IPL, 
the winning teams weren't made up of the highest scoring batsmen. Um, it, they were actually made up of the most economic bowlers and the most wicket-taking wicket bowlers. So I think the same should be said of the 100. It's not necessarily every single player has to score, you know, 50s or centuries and strike rates of, of you know, 100 plus. It is about saving the run, saving each individual run that comes down to, you know, the minute details. So I think that, I think it's mad that Ben Folks wasn't picked up because he can save you runs. I think that's way more important than having an explosive uh, wicketkeeper batsman. And the fact that he didn't get picked up by any other team baffles yeah. me. That that was a that was quite a surprise on my end as well. But um, I guess I guess that's what it is. But it does sound like a strong squad, especially when you think you've got David Willey, Ollie Stone, Bryden Cars, Adil Rashid, Mujib Rahman. And then at that top order, and you've got... You, oh, yeah, Ben Stokes. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, if you're even questioning if Adam Lyde is going to get a game, that says a lot, really. Um, I know, right? Because it's, it's, it would be difficult to decide who opens. You've got, you know, Tom Collar-Cadmore, Adam Lyde, Ben Stokes, Aaron Finch, Chris Lynn. So... <laughs> what do you do? Um, who well, would you choose? <laughs> it's a headache, but it's certainly a strong squad. So uh, we'll move on to the women's team now. Uh, Daniel Hazel is the cl uh, the coach, and uh, she is an ex-England player, and in 2014 was the top of the ICC uh, uh, bowling rankings. And, yeah, I, I think it's great. It's her first time being a coach, but I think her recent experience of playing international cricket is going to bode really, really, really well. Um, we're also seeing a particular theme here um, because like most of the women's squads there's two overseas players that have been signed there's still a third one waiting but both of the women's international players are from australia so we are seeing a running theme here that um uh, uh, there's there's definitely an australian uh, vibe to the northern superchargers but let's run through the uh, the players that are signed up so far so uh, as a batsman wicketkeeper we've got um in, England legend Lauren Winfield Hill. Um, she was, uh, I don't know if you remember in when we talked about it last year, she got stuck in Australia when the pandemic hit. Um, but um, she's obviously back now. Um, she is great. She's got a strike rate of 111 in T20. So I think that's going to be great. I, I, I do think from what I've seen, that's her strongest format. And it's great. We've already ticked off the wicketkeeper in that regard. Um, it's almost a shame they don't do a mixed uh, a mixed genders squad because Lauren Winfield Hill would just walk in as the wicketkeeper in my mind. That would be so fun. What a great idea. Yeah. Okay, maybe in a couple of years' time they might look into doing that because it's like, you know, bite-sized pieces <laughs> at yeah. the moment. But that's a great idea. Great shout. No, she's an amazing player and, um, and, and yeah, really excels in T20. So I'm super excited to watch her. Yeah, for sure. Um, she does play for Yorkshire. Again, you're going to see a common theme here. A lot of the guys, so obviously, we've discussed before that the women's county structure has changed slightly. So there's more like eight teams. They're actually a bit more of a franchise model compared to the men's teams, which is based on the counties. Um, but she plays for what are now the Northern Diamonds, which is what the Yorkshire Diamonds were, but it's incorporated Durham and a couple of other places. Um, her and Tammy Bonon uh, shared a partnership of 147, and it was the highest T20 stand uh, for England. Um, so that's great. It bodes very well. Um, but we'll move on to the two overseas players. Um, they're both Australian, Alyssa Healy and Nicola Carey. Now, Alyssa Healy, um, she pretty much won the World Cup for Australia, and um, she's an incredible batsman. 
Um, and uh, she's also Mitchell Stark's wife. And uh, Mitchell Stark isn't at Welsh Fire anymore. In fact, I don't think he's playing anymore. But um, nevertheless, um, Alyssa Healy is, yeah, wonderful opener. She's also uh, a wicketkeeper as well. But I feel you'll probably see Lauren Winfield Hill take the gloves. Um, and in the World Cup final, she got 75 off 39, which pretty much won it for Australia. Um, a fantastic player. And uh, Nicola Carey, who is a, a bowling all-rounder, um, economy of six. And we always think six is that magic number to be a fantastic bowler in the short format, uh, but with a batting average of 30. So you're getting, you're getting two players for one here. A real all-rounder there. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, she usually plays in the BBL and has developed a game a lot through that. But yeah, both openers, both uh, both overseas players and both Australians. But we'll move on to the rest of the, the squad. Like we say, there's still a couple of spaces available in the women's teams at the moment. They haven't been announced, but this is the ones we've got at the moment. Uh, next one, we've got Alice, da um, Alice Davidson-Richards, or ADR for short, apparently what her teammates call her. Um, she is a right-arm bowler, bowls sort of medium-fast, uh, usually back to the middle order, around about four or five. Um, she actually started her career with Kent, uh, but now plays for the Northern Diamonds. Um, and in 2019, got an England central contract. So great prospect, international recognition, um, and also seam bowling as well. Because um, we often find in the women's game, there's a lot of spin bowlers and the, it can often get dominated by spin, but it's great to have a couple of seam options in here. Um, but speaking of uh, spin bowlers, uh, they've also got Katie Levick, who is a brilliant leg spinner um, and is actually also the leading wicket taker in the history of county cricket um, and plays for Yorkshire. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's she's great. Um, but we also have, we have another bowler uh, in Beth Langston. Now, she actually was contracted last year to play for Trent Rockets, but has moved over to Northern Superchargers. Um, and she began her career. Oh, yeah, they stole her over. <laughs> I know, yeah. I don't know if she, I don't know if they stole or if she was released. I'm not sure. Uh, it wasn't clear, but maybe some of our listeners can clear that up for us because I, I don't know. I can't tell. Um but she has played for England, uh, but the last time was in 2016. So she is definitely going to be coming from a place of experience, which I think is good given the sort of prevalence for younger players in the 100, especially in the women's squads. There's usually a lot of the younger developmental players from the respective counties coming in. So I think having, having that slightly more um, experienced head in, in the ranks is going to be really good for the younger players. Really useful. Uh, next up, we have Holly Armitage, who is a she, uh, 23. Like I said, there's a bit of youth in all of the squads um, and is an all-rounder, bowls leg spin. Might be great to see her in tandem with Katie Levick with the ball going away from right-handers. Um, again, also plays uh, for the Northern team. Uh, she has played in the BBL because in 2019, she got drafted in to replace um, Elise Perry when she was injured. Um, she still plays in the BBL and is actually the captain of uh, the Northern Diamonds, which is the the franchise that was Yorkshire. So again, another another experienced head, especially in local conditions. Um, then we got Lindsay Smith, who is a slow left arm bowler. Again, taking it away from a right hander. It seems that left arm spinners or leg spinners are the big ones, basically taking it away from the bat. But um, has a bowling average of fourteen and an economy of six which is just great. 
in short form. Another great economy rate. This is perfect. Yeah. Now, this is also converse to the men's squad. I'm about to talk to you about the third wicket-keeping option that, uh, that the women's <laughs> squad have got. Can we borrow one of them in the men's squad, please? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, Bess Heath, uh, who's a wicket-keeping all-rounder. Again, only 20, so uh, training with the England training camp. Um, she's probably going to be used more as an all-rounder, maybe a close infielder, because I can't imagine... Uh, I, I just can't imagine Lauren Winfield-Hill not keeping wicket, um, for my mind, anyway. And last but not least, Helen Fenby, who is a Durham leg spinner, so third leg spinner, um, and is an all-rounder, so will be populating the middle order, I would say. Um, and just like Bess Heath, was called up for the England training camp. And again, early 20s. So there's a lot of youth. That's the squad so far. I think it's shaping up to be quite good, especially with the overseas pa uh, firepower from uh, the two Australian signings. It's, it's they basically retained retain most of the players they had from last year. I think the only one they let go was Georgia Davis. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, she um, has well, not... The spinner, I think they have quite a few. And the fact that they probably, yeah, probably got they got to steal a couple more, then I, I think it's a shame that she missed out this time. But I don't know if she might have gone to another team. We haven't, we haven't found that out yet. But um, she's the only one they didn't retain. I guess that's true. We should probably check. <laughs> probably check. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the two squads here are looking really good and you know it's the, the superchargers um, were strong last year there's definitely that real sort of Australian bullish vibe about them and on both squads and yeah. I think the the main thing they're going to be relying on is the batting firepower that they've got in both squads um, but the the bowlers are, are really up there, and, but there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of leg break in the women's squads, and a nice balance in the uh, in the men's squads because you've got a couple of spinners. Um, I guess it's whether you class Mujib um, as a leg spinner or a mystery spinner. But if you've got Mujib and Adil Rashid, perhaps they're seeing something in the Yorkshire wickets that maybe it's going to spin. Yeah, I think so because they've got a really strong. Um spin attack and it's going to be interesting to see I think the, the yeah the northern the northern derby is looking pretty hot right now I, I I couldn't I wouldn't be able to say right now what, who my money is on yeah. um, but I think it's going to be they're going to be great head-to-heads when they come about so uh, we record obviously we recorded this um, before the early bird tickets went out for the hundred and last year I said I'd go and watch the Northern Derbies, but given the Manchester have just completely revamped their squad and the strength of this, can I convince you to come up, come and watch the Northern Derbies? I'm there. I am there. <laughs> Especially after this lockdown year, I think I will probably be knocking on the door of every single match trying to get in. <laughs> well, this, this is going to be great. It looks like a great team and, I, and there's not much between them. No, exactly. This is the great thing about the squads at the moment because there's such firepower in all of them. It's going to be hard to call. I, I'd imagine this is kind of how a lot of um, supporters of the IPL feel when you think, you know, if, if Chennai are playing RCB, and you, what do you do? Because you sit there and go, well, RCB have got AB de Villiers and Virat Kohli, and, um, but then Chennai have, have got like Dhoni and Sam Curran and things like that. Yeah. And you, how do you possibly make up which one's going to be better? Um, 
but I guess we're all going to pick our squads and stick with them. Well, we've got more. We've got more team talks for you to come. Those are just the first couple, so it's going to be great to see when we when we run down the order of the other ones where our money's at. So, until then, keep following us on the socials. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, if you're not following us on YouTube, if you're watching this, you're watching it on YouTube. So do uh, please uh, subscribe below. Also follow us on Twitter at 100 Report and on Instagram at The 100 Report. And send us your comments, send us your questions. We love hearing from you. But until next time, see you soon. See you soon.